Hey everyone, welcome to a very special bonus episode of Front Porch Swingers. I'm Brenna. I'm Brian. Guys, we're coming to you today with an interview with one of our favorite people. He is awesome. He is the CEO of a company that we also love. And yes, this is a sponsored interview. However, we would not be having this person on unless we thought he was awesome, which we do. And we wouldn't be talking about his company unless we truly believed in his products, which we absolutely do. I truly mean mean it when we say we use them every single day. So this is a fun one. I think we discuss a lot of really important topics regarding sexual wellness products and kind of the future of them, the state of the industry. It was a really fascinating conversation and I learned a lot and I hope you guys will as well. Yeah, Jeff is just an amazing guy doing some really incredible work in the space of sexual wellness products, both for men and women, uh, which obviously we'll talk about today. But what I found most fascinating First of all, is his absolute amazing insight into that space and, and what his belief system is and how he is changing the space, is how Promescent is changing the space with uh, Jeff at the helm, of course. And I, I just, I can talk to Jeff for hours. Uh, it's amazing that we cut this thing off where we did because we could have just kept on going. In fact, I think we spoke to him for about two and a half hours before and after the interview. Just an incredibly interesting, thoughtful guy. Absolutely. So we are talking about Jeff Abraham, the CEO of Promescent, and we hope you love this discussion with him. We are here with a repeat guest of the Front Porch Swingers podcast. In fact, I think he has been on our show more than anyone else at this point. So that's a pretty big deal. We're here with Jeff Abraham, the CEO of Promescent. Hey, Jeff, how are you today? Excellent. Hey, you know, on Saturday Night Live, when they have like a five-time guest, they give him a jacket or whatever. You know, they have a presentation. I feel honored. Since we're, we're sending you a t-shirt for sure. You get the front <laughs> that porch works. T-shirt. That works. No doubt. Well, rightfully so. You're one of the most fun fucking guys that I talk to. I have. I, there's not a lot of guys that I can I have a conversation with like the ones that you and I were just having a minute ago. Uh, we just enjoy having you on. You're just a blast. So I thank you for being here. It's my pleasure. So we are excited to talk to you about a couple of different topics today. And of course, we, I would assume our listeners know about Promescent at this point because we talk about it a lot on our show. But Promescent obviously has bedroom products, wellness products. And because of that, we wanted to talk to you a little bit about something that Brian and I have been talking a lot about. We've been talking about individually with people reaching out to us lately, but not necessarily on the podcast nearly as much as we should be, given kind of the state of some of the things going on in the bedroom products world right now. And it made me think of something that, you know, when I was in college and I didn't have a lot of money and I wasn't researching my wellness products and my sex products, I was buying the cheap dildos and the cheap lubes. And of course, now that I'm older and I'm coaching people on sexuality and sex related things, and I'm doing a lot of research, it's astounding to me some of the products that are out there and certain things that we're putting in our bodies because we're not researching them. I wanted to get a little bit of your take on kind of the state of the industry that you are in and, and some of the thoughts maybe you could share with our listeners. That's a very good topic because it's something that is near and dear to my heart. One of the things, and you touched on it, is a lot of people don't have the sophistication to really understand the difference between a product that is manufactured in a class 100 clean room that has best manufacturing practice protocol, as opposed to something somebody's brewing up in their garage. One of the things that is particularly galling to me, and we've seen this a number of times, in fact, most recently, a little over a year ago, where there were herbal supplements for ED that were found to have significant amounts of sildenafil 
in them, okay? And people might say, well, what's wrong with that? Obviously, sildenafil gives people a hard-on. It's a prescription drug. Here's what's wrong with it. There are certain people that have heart conditions and pre-existing conditions that taking sildenafil can kill them, okay? That it could be deadly, could trigger a heart attack. These drugs are regulated for a reason, to make sure that they don't get into the bodies of people who have pre-existing conditions or contraindications that could be fatal. I wish I was joking when I say this, but we at one point about seven years ago did a study on how many PE medications there were out on the market. And at that point, there's double that now, there were 211. And this is scary. There was bull testicle derivative, shark fin, rhino horn, deer antler. I mean, the most insane things you could ever see and people were buying them. Number one, is because there's a desperation on a lot of people's you know, hands because the medical community at that point had not really developed anything significant. And there's also a lot of people feel shame in going discussing things with a physician. So they'll try to self-diagnose and medicate and find things without realizing there's a difference in quality, there's a difference in you know clinical trials that prove efficacy, those kind of things. So for our products, when we do clinical trials on Vitaflux, when we do clinical trials on Promescent, it's not because we wanna spend a gazillion dollars, it's because A, we wanna show how well it works, B, we wanna show the efficacy, and we wanna make sure that people understand that our products are safe, that that's why we have a medical advisory board. We don't introduce anything without the proper documentation and studies. And that's why you have to really look behind the curtain, so to speak, or open up the hood without just going for a ride and finding out you might've done something that has potential harm in it. One of the things that we've really emphasized and it's of particular importance to me, we have a medical advisory board of top certified urologists and therapists. And this is what's frustrating because I talk to actual consumers that are on our site and they'll say, oh yeah, you know, like I noticed you have you know, these doctors, but they'll point to another product. They'll go, well, look, they have doctors too. I go, no, they don't. And they have literally shown me, they'll refer to the site and they show a Getty stock photo of a guy in a lab coat. It says doctor recommended. And I'm like, wait, you think that that's, that's not the think same about thing. that for a second. <laughs> it's a Getty stock photo of a guy in a lab coat. that's not even a doctor, some actor. And they're equating that to going on our site and seeing a testimonial from Dr. Mohit Kira at Baylor, Dr. Larry Lipschultz at Baylor, you know, Dr. Jed Kamenitsky. These are the preeminent sexual experts. They're on the advisory boards of SMSNA, ISSM. And I'm like, oh my Lord. It's yeah, I'm not crazy. really a doctor, but I play one on the fucking internet. Exactly. <laughs> it's insane. So it's, it, that's why these types of podcasts are so important. And us interacting with people like yourselves so that we have a chance instead of doing a 20 second ad roll, instead of doing something like that, have a chance to explain so that people understand the difference of having some of the world's leading sex therapists and urologists by name recommending your product and talking about it as opposed to a Getty stock photo of a guy in a lab coat that says doctor recommended. And that must be his name, right? His name is doctor recommended. Doctor recommended. Yeah. yeah. Well, I saw one, it was a ED product and they showed a guy and they had his name. I go, I've never heard of him. So I looked it up. I'm not kidding you. It was a Serbian dermatologist. <laughs> 
I'm like, wait, uh, okay, the guy's a doctor, but he's sir, he's a Serbian dermatologist. What does that have to do with sexual medicine? That's so crazy. either evidently someone in that company knew him, you know what I mean, or whatever. And I'm just like, but that's why people need to do their research. That's why do your homework. Understand what you're putting into your body and what you're putting on your body because you may not do it until it's too late and you might have done something, a heart condition, or you have you know some kind of an allergic reaction. That's why it's important to make sure you're dealing with a trusted company that has manufacturing facilities that are pharmaceutical grade, that everything is done under best manufacturing protocol. These things are important. You know, you only have one body. Your health is, a lot of people take it for granted until they do something that compromises it. So it's extremely important to take your time, do your homework, find products that are safe and effective that you can use long-term. Yeah, I think what's one of the most interesting things to me, I'm in obviously in a lot of lifestyle groups and I pay attention to lifestyle boards on Reddit and all sorts of different places. And the conversation of lubes comes up all the time. What lube do you recommend for using in the lifestyle? What is your favorite lube to use with with play partners, that type of thing? And one lube, I'm not going to say what it is because I don't want us to get our pantsuit off of us, but one lube specifically comes up all the time because it's this name brand lube. It's one that's been around forever and everybody knows it and it's very readily available and if you actually look at the ingredients of said lube it is horrible it's terrifying actually what's in said lube and people are recommending it over and over again and I think what that shows is that sometimes name brand recognition means more than quality and understanding the ingredients yeah I, we we're just talking I about it right we're just talking I could take it. a real guess who it is. We're obviously not going to do that. But I will tell you that it's a company that has enough money and enough branding and enough advertising that they've built this business basically on creating an image that might not be true. And let me tell you something. Lubes are extremely important to use one that has the best ingredients, the most you know, organic ingredients that are less toxic that have, because it's not only you, it's your partner. Obviously, when you're using lube, it's going to affect your partner as well as you or multiple yeah. partners. Right. So when we went into the lube business, we paid particular attention to make sure that our products are as safe as possible. And the lube market is so enormous. And there are so many lubes that there's no way that every lube out there is going to be the equivalent in terms of a efficacy and safety as everyone else. So it's very important, especially with something like that, that you're sharing with a partner that yeah. you do your homework. Especially something that's not just topical, but it's going to be, you know, you're going to, it's going to be internal. It's going to be know? internal. Absolutely. It's, 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 you know, potentially. Well, that's the other yes. thing from it. We talk about permissive products, obviously all the time. I am, uh, as you know, I'm a fitness guy. I, I coach people in fitness. It's part of what we do, part of what I do. I have a completely separate platform from Prom Porch Swingers and, and I do that. And when I talk to people about the first question is always about supplementation and should I take this and should I take that? You know what I take every morning? The only thing I take every morning, I take Vitaflux <laughs> I'm every fucking to it. morning. That's yeah. all I take. I do not take any other supplementation of any kind. Nothing. It's a big fucking deal to take stuff that is really properly, as you said, you know, it, there's oversight, there's testing, uh, you know, the ingredients actually on the bottle, uh, they, it contains what's, what the bottle says. Yeah. Not, not crazy bullshit that you have, you can't, you know, understand or pronounce. 
for me, that's all I take. That's it. Vitafox is as pure as any supplement you'll find. There's no filler. It is basically the three amino acids and magnesium and zinc. And it was developed in a very prestigious university. And they weren't really good at marketing and commercializing a product. And one of the doctors came to me and said, we have this wonderful product, but you know, we're not, we're good at formulating and we know what works, but we don't know how to turn it into a commercial product. I'm like, well, you came to the right person, you know? (laughs) And the funny part was, is I was one of the people they asked to try it, you know? And I was like, oh my God, what is in this? You know, and not having a background in pharmacology or supplements, I started showing it to friends of mine and they were like, where'd you get that? That is pure. That stuff is great. And I go, you're not going to believe this. It's some doctors that were affiliated with developed it and it caught on. And just like you, people are like, I, I threw away, I used to take three or four different supplements. I started on this. I got rid of all of them. This is what I take. And it's the crazy thing about Vitaflux it's not just, it has very good sexual side effects, you know, but it's not just that. Who doesn't want to lower their blood pressure? Who doesn't want to have less plaque in their, you know, arteries? Who doesn't want to have better blood flow? Who doesn't want to require or, or uh, recover from workouts and inflammation more quickly? So the increased libido and better erections are one thing, but it's just better for overall health. Yeah, and, and for me, it's a big deal. The recovery, you know, I'm 51. I get my ass kicked working out. So it, it's a big deal. I'm sick. I'm about to turn 64 I know, two weeks from I know yesterday. It. And when I, I found Vitaflux four and a half years ago, this was, it wasn't even a commercialized product. They were, and I literally have taken it every single day. Every single day I take Vitaflux, morning and night, just as prescribed, because I know the difference that it makes for me. There aren't any side effects. And the energy level, the recovery, the obvious sexual benefits, it just, it's part of my regimen. I really and truly do. The crazy part is Russ and Ryan and a lot of my, you know, department heads that are in their late 20s, early 30s, all take Vitaflux. Every male in my company takes Vitaflux because I encourage them to try our products, see what they like. But I was like, when I was 31, I didn't think I needed it. But then again, if I was 31, I took it. Even if it made me 2% better, I'd rather have the 2% than not have it. So, but it amazes me how everyone in this company, every male in this company is really very, very hooked on Vitaflux. Yeah, I think, I mean, the overall message for people is to like, ad- people advocate for their health in a lot of different ways. You know, you you work out more, you eat better. We talk to people about the different ways that they're trying to improve their overall lives. And sex products should be very similar to that. You should advocate for yourself by researching, by yes, at some points you're going to pay a little bit more, but what, I mean, for what benefit? Once again, we go back to that whole lube conversation. Are you going to put something in your body that could potentially be seriously harmful in some cases just to save two or three dollars that's pretty insane so i just think it's so important to put that message out there to people to really make sure that you're spending the time to to do the research it's not always the most fun thing you just want to go buy the thing and get it in the mail or go pick it up off of a shelf and use it and have fun unfortunately there's a little bit more to it because there are our companies out there, unlike yours, who don't take it seriously. Yeah, which is why we are advocates of 
from Essen and been talking to all of our friends about it. Anyone that will listen, we have it, we take it with us to events and to part. We always have promescent lube and we have promescent with us all the time. And there's yeah. a reason, and we believe in it. And so it, it works. We appreciate that. If I early on took some criticism when we first developed our site, because people said, oh, you need more calls to action. You need more buy buttons. You need more flashy buy now. And if people go to leave the site, wait, come back, you know, 20%. I go, no. And they go, your site looks like a university site. There's, you know, clinical trials and studies and blogs. And I go, that's because we believe that the more educated the consumer, the more likely they are to buy Promescent. And see, here's the thing. You hit on something that's very critical. Everyone has a certain spontaneity and literally a, a desire for instant gratification. But I tell people, take the little extra time up front to make sure you're buying the right product. And then you can have that fun every day, all day for the rest of your life, as opposed to just grabbing something and then be disappointed and go, these products don't work, throwing everything else in that bucket and then not being able to experience a better degree of intimacy. So I always tell people, do your homework up front and then you'll be a lot better off long term. Well, I want to switch gears just a little bit, Jeff, because one of the things I've been most excited about with Promescent is seeing your new line of women's products. Obviously, as a woman myself and as someone who's always seeking out fun things to try, I was so excited to see those release. And I wanted to talk a little bit about why you guys did that, as well as how you see women's products in this industry. What are your thoughts on some of that as well? I think that for the first time in the 10 years that I've been in this industry, I'm seeing as many new products that are rolled out or geared towards females as they are for men. I mean, for the longest time, you saw Viagra, Cialis, Levitra, you know, all these different men's products. And for women, it was like, I guess people just assume, well, you're going to get yourself lubricated and your desire ramped up on your own. I personally believe that a lot of it stems from the puritanical views that still exist in this country. Like men have to be, you know, sexually aggressive and sexually charged and your virility is so important. And women, well, you're just there as the receptacle, you know what I mean? And hopefully you get pleasure. That's absurd. Women deserve as much, if not more focus on their sexuality than men do. Only for this reason, most men literally, because, you know, obviously your genitalia, your plumbing is on the outside, whereas with women, it's on the inside. With men, generally speaking, almost every man I know goes, I love getting blowjobs. I love this. It's, and there's not a whole lot of difference. There's some differences in technique. But as a man who is single, I will tell you that a lot of times I'm with one woman. And if we break up the next woman I'm with, the first woman is like, oh, I really love direct stimulation right on my clit. That's really important to me. The very next woman you're with, they're like, oh, my God, that's so sensitive. Don't go anywhere. You know what I mean? Like it happens. I'm like, what? And then you realize. Creatures. <laughs> yes. As a man, you realize. And this is what I think is really dangerous. A lot of men are like, oh, I got the this move. It drives everyone wild. If <laughs> any man says that, you're full of shit. OK, Run, because yes. <laughs> every woman is different. And I tell men, you have to go into every sexual encounter. You go into every relationship with a blank slate. And you have to literally, you're like a painter and you have a canvas and your set of paints and your brushes and you can't go in and go, this is what they want to see. You need to go in and your partner will tell you how to brush, what colors they want, 
how they want them faded and shaded and what the eventual picture needs to look like. Oh, so if you that. go in there and paint the picture and go, how's this? And they go, I hate that. You go, oh my God, I've already painted it. It's done. You know what I mean? So <laughs> yeah, it's not paint by numbers, man. It's we not just talked about this. numbers. We just That's exactly. I was with a gal I, for the first time. She basically drew me a roadmap of exactly what she wanted. Fuck, sign me up. I, sign that way me I don't make up. any mistakes. That's I'm the, I'm the kind of guy I have no ego. Okay. And Same. I always, I do this a lot of times early on in a relationship. I'll say, I want you to masturbate for me. A lot of times women are all like shy. And I go, what do you mean? I go, what better way is there for me to understand how to please you than to watch you please yourself? And they're like, what? And they go, oh, that makes sense. I go, of course it makes sense. Okay. There's no better way than for me to look at how you touch yourself. And I get a real idea. Oh, she really likes the vulva stroked in this fashion. You know what I mean? I can tell she's not really putting any direct pressure on the clit. I can tell maybe she is. But there's no better way because when you're pleasing yourself, you're obviously doing what feels best. I want to understand what feels best and do that and not go to an area. And a lot of women, because males' egos are so fragile, a lot of women don't want to tell you, what the fuck are you doing, okay? That's painful. And they literally start squirming, hope that you're getting the signal. They're uncomfortable. But you might be getting the signal, oh, she really likes that. Look, she's starting to squirm. No, she's squirming out of displeasure, not because she's being turned on. So yes, You have no idea the horror stories we've heard from listeners where they tell us, women tell us those types of things. No. Like, I was sitting there and he was chafing me from leg to leg and I said nothing and I'm like what are you talking about speak up you know but a lot of times you can't because men will take it offensively like how dare you that's my technique but you can't have a technique until you understand what works on someone what they desire yeah and well, that's so, also not a man you want to be having sex with just throwing that out there <laughs> yeah yeah and you know it's funny we got into the 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 women's end of things because a lot of our men were saying, you know, I need something for my woman, you know, especially when a woman gets in her late thirties, starts hitting menopause. So our first thrust, excuse the term, but our first uh, venture was into uh, the female arousal gel. And some of our listeners had asked for that. So we developed three or four different formulas. We were trying them and the partner I was with at that time, I tried. She's like, oh, my God, I love this. That warming sensation. It just makes me feel like without anyone touching me, like I'm in the middle of foreplay. So we distributed that and the success was immediate. It was it was very solid. The lubes just took off from day one, you know, because a lot of our you know, customers, when they were lasting a minute, a minute and a half, they really didn't have a need for lube. But then they went to five, 10, 15 minutes. And like, okay, now I need some lube. That was a natural. Vitaflux was a natural extension. But I didn't know initially that Vitaflux had the same effect on women. That's the crazy part. And one of my neighbors, who happens to be a very good friend of mine, he loves all our products. He started taking Vitaflux. So he calls me, he says, Jeff, this Vitaflux is insane. I feel like having sex like five, six times a week. He's my age. He's two years younger than me, so he's 62. And I go, yeah, isn't it great? He goes, but now I need something for my wife. He goes, because, you know, she's like, oh, my God, you know, I'm used to having sex once a week. Now I can't have it four or five times a week. I need to increase my libido. So I called the maker, the, the doctor that had developed Vitaflux, and I go, hey, I need you to recommend something, you know, because – I need one of my very good friends, you know, for his wife. And he like pauses. He's like, Vitaflux. I'm like, what? 
He goes, fine. It's the same effect. I go, what? He goes, think about it. The clitoris is a miniature penis. You know what I mean? And it it increases libido. It increases blood flow. It gives you a better quality orgasm. I'm like, no way. He's like, yeah. And I'm like, oh my God. So then I immediately said to my you know neighbor, I said, hey, you want to try Vitaflux? Here's a bottle for your wife. I dropped it in his mailbox, you know? And just to show you the difference between men and women, this is crazy. When men find something that they like, they tend not to share it because guys want to be the king of the castle. They want to be the rooster with the biggest feathers. You know, if they find something that works, they go, I have an advantage over all my rivals now. Women are exactly the opposite. So I give it to my neighbor. He gives it to his wife. I don't really talk to her about it because, I, you know, I don't want to say, hey, did you get the bottle of Vitaflex I gave your husband? Within three weeks, I start seeing other women in my neighborhood ordering the product. And I'm like, I know where that's coming from. So the next time I talk, she goes, oh, yeah. As soon as I found out how well it worked, I start talking to Liz. I start talking. I'm like laughing to myself. That's when I went, we're going full bore into female products. Because if if these things work, the women themselves will sell them for us. And so we really put this big push to go into female sexual products because number one, there was a need. And number two, they will help us sell them. We don't, guys keep it to themselves. They want to be like, I'm the king of the jungle. Women want to share. If they find something that works, they get on Reddit, they get on, you know, Instagram. They want to tell everyone there's no holding back. So we've been very fortunate that our women's line took off literally without even having a major women's marketing campaign that a lot of the guys made it aware. And, and for whatever reason, once certain females found it, they started recommending it. So that's where a lot of our growth is coming from. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. I think that there was this need and and we are starting to see a lot more products in general. It's really interesting because sex toys have always kind of been geared towards women, but yes. sexual wellness products have always been geared towards men. And finally, we're starting to see everyone kind of coming to the center. Different people that have never been represented in this space are being represented. Of course, a lot of your products can be used by any gender as well, which is fantastic. But I'm, I'm so glad to see sexual wellness companies like yours and specifically yours because I'm a huge fan of the massage oils and pretty much everything else on your site. But um, yeah, I'm just excited to see people diversifying and doing something different. I think that it speaks to this idea of pleasure and the ways that we pleasure ourselves and our partners is no longer genderized. It really can be about multiple and mutual pleasure. And it's about seeking out products that make sense for that goal in mind. And I appreciate companies like yours that are doing that. Well, but Jeff, you said something interesting before we started recording. I'm, I'm blown away by it, having to do with the inclusivity of women, professional women in the space of developing said products. And I, I was fucking amazed that there, you said there basically are none. This is the crazy part. The governing boards of like the AUA and SMSNA and ISSM, which are the governing boards of sexual health. You know, these are the ones that make recommendation on what sexual dysfunction is and what products and, 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 you know, what compounds are used for, you know, sexual dysfunction. They're devoid of females. They're all males. And I, I was like, how can that be? 50% of the people having sex are female. Okay. How in the world could there be such a inequality in terms of women participating in the definitions and in in the recommendations for sexual function, sexual dysfunction. 
So we added Rachel Rubin to our advisory board. And I've been toying with the idea of our next advisory board, which will be next year, of making it entirely female. Just to point out that somebody has to be on the forefront. Someone has to take the lead and say, this is wrong, okay? And the governing body of a country should be representative of the people in that country. The governing body of sexual wellness should be representing of the people having sex, okay? There's no one who's openly gay on those advisory boards. There should be someone openly gay so that the medical advisory boards can represent the gay community. The female advisory board population should be something approaching the percentage. I mean, you know, I don't think it's, you know, leading edge or it's revolutionary to think that whoever's representing a certain group of people should have an inclusive group that includes everyone's interests. And that's not the case. And it's got to be very difficult for females in the world to feel like they're supposed to be sexual, but not too sexual, you know, and at the same time to not have information and products and companies having million, if not hundreds of millions of dollars spent on trying to improve their sexuality. The good news is we're starting to see it, but it's still no way near equal. Preach, Jeff. We got a long ways to go. <laughs> we have a long so, ways to go. So but amazed we have by a long that. ways to go. You got to start taking steps sometime. You yeah. know, they may be small at first, but at least you're moving in that direction. And yeah. that's crucial that people like us that have a platform that really, really preach that. And and you got to be consistent and you got to be unrelenting and you just have to keep hammering that home. Yeah, that's amazing. The fact that there's no women, no one from the gay community, no one from the transgender community, no one represented in a space that is inclusive of literally every human being on the planet. Everyone has it's sex. Insane. I mean, it is. I could see if they were underrepresented. They're non-represented. And I'm like, what? I, I mean, I don't get it. I mean, and the average age, you know, because you have to have a certain stature and credibility. And by the time you get out of medical school and do your residency, you're 30. But the average age of most of these guys is like 65, 70 years old. Wow. Yeah, that's wow. a you know, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that speaks volumes to what is going on in this space. I mean, it really does explain a lot, doesn't it? But it speaks to what's going on in our society. You know what I mean? I mean, look at everything. Look at our government. Look at everything. You know, there is a certain wisdom with age. But after a certain age, you should be a consultant and not the guy in charge running. You know what I mean? Like, you need some fresh young blood with progressive ideas that grew up somewhere near the time frame we're in. I, I'm 60, about to turn 64, and I would never say that I should be the know-all, do-all, end-all in anything. I, If you look at my company, I'm the only person over 33 years old in my entire company. Wow. I want young energy. I want people that are growing up now and understand what's going on now. My views are shaded by my life experiences. You know, I was born in 1957, okay? You know, I came into my sexuality in the mid-70s, you know, when I was 14, 15, 16 years old. It's a lot different now. A lot of people who are buying sexual products now didn't become sexually active until 2000, you know, when they were 15, 16, they're 35 now. That's a different time. That's a totally different time. Their experiences were different. So it's important that we have those type of people 
really in leadership positions in sexual medicine, in sexual wellness, in sexual supplementation. That's critical. And in discussions about sexuality in general, I mean, as a as a person who has a sister who's a Gen Zer, I mean, if you want to talk about progressive thought and you want to talk to somebody who thinks of the world in a completely different way, go talk to a 19-year-old. I mean, oh, I know. And, and I don't say that in a bad way. I say that in a very good way because yeah. she is so incredibly thoughtful about these things. She thinks of sexuality, of, of sexual orientation, all of these things in such a thoughtful and interesting way. And I am so excited for that generation to start becoming more proactive in spaces like sexual wellness, sex education. I think we're going to start to see it over the next couple of years. And I'm I'm thrilled for that to happen. Even in our lifestyle space, we talk about that. As these people start aging into the lifestyle, I think we're going to see far more progression, far, far more thoughtfulness when it comes to events and consent and the way that people interact with each other. And I know as somebody in your field, uh, I'm sure you can feel, feel that as well. Well, and um, I'm just excited for the future. I am. I'm optimistic. <laughs> That's good to hear. Well, Jeff, it has been wonderful talking to you today. And we, of course, always recommend Promescent Products. <laughs> you sponsor our show, and we have to be very transparent about that. People know why we talk about Promescent the way we do. However, we do not talk about products that we don't believe in. We truly love your products. We use them at this point pretty much, well, used Vitaflex every single day. It's literally the only, the only supplement that I ingest. Other than whole foods, the only thing I take in is Vitaflux. I don't I don't use anything else. I don't recommend anything else. You're like me. Absolutely. You know, one of the things that I've always found, you know, that really works for us is we sent you the products and you guys tried them yep. before we even, you know, had an official relationship. I think that's very, very, very important for us because, you know, there was one podcast I did early on, you know, I was on it like 10 or 12 times and he'd say, well, Promescent, of course, I don't need it. So I don't use it, you know, right. and I quit doing the podcast because I tried to emphasize to him that you're doing nothing but playing into that stereotype and you're, you're almost making it like something that people should be ashamed of by saying, of course, I don't need it. You're saying, I am better, or I don't have this affliction. I said, you do realize that the average male lasts five minutes and 42 seconds during intercourse and the average female takes 18. So there are a lot of people in relationships that don't have PE that could benefit by this. Why would you feel inclined at every single turn to say, of course, I don't use this or I don't need this? And I, I always say this to people, I've never heard anyone ever that was a diabetic feel ashamed about taking insulin. I've never heard anyone who was uh, a cancer patient feel ashamed of taking chemo. There are five to six physiological reasons why a man rapidly ejaculates. Hypersensitivity, the penile nerves, low testosterone, prostatitis. So why is there still that stigma and that shame? I don't get it. Me either. So, Listen, I, I'm not proud. I take it. I, I'll take every fucking advantage I can get. My partner's 20 years, my junior. No, no sweat. Here. Give it to me. <laughs> my partner's 18 years younger than me. I want to make sure she's satisfied. I don't care if I have to drag a Shetland pony up the bedroom stairs. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> yeah. her happiness, because I, one thing that I've always, you know, learned in my life by focusing on your partner's pleasure, you get all these accolades as, oh, you're so sensitive. You really care about my needs. In reality, I know 
the more satisfied she is, she's going to work her ass off to go, I want to keep that guy satisfied. So talk about pay it forward, okay? Yeah. When you make sure that your partner is satisfied and you leave your ego at the door, you know, I have a full line of vibrators. I have a Sibian machine. I have all, I don't care what I need to use to make my partner happy and satisfied. I am down for it without reservation. I say it on the radio. The only person that, kind of goes, it's my son. He's like, dad, oh my God, do I have to listen to my dad? He goes, I go, yeah, I guess if I was my dad, but I'd be a little, you know, and, but he laughs. He thinks it's hilarious, you know? No, listen, but, I'm the same way, whatever it takes, man. I, I want my partner to be satiated. And if, uh, you know, if I've got to take a, a pill or whatever, then that's just going to be what it's going to be. I'm not, that's going to be what it, it is. At all. Yeah. It's not about ego. It's not about, and you know, sometimes we have people that call us and they'll go, Okay, I love your product, but I want to make sure my partner doesn't know I'm taking it. Yeah. Why? Fuck that. Why? No, I don't even on the it. nightstand. I don't care. This is how it works. I, absolutely. You know, for me being single, well, I'm in a relationship now, but it is so hilarious because we live in an age now where if you're going to go on a date with someone, the first thing you do before you go, they Google search you, they do all the research. You don't know how many times I've been sitting here at a table or having dinner, and I go, I you don't have to bring some up. I'm like, yeah, what? They go you know, I uh, listen to some of your podcasts. I'm like, yeah. And they're like, well, you know, I'm kind of nervous. Are you like some kind of sex god? I go, no, 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 no. I go, listen, I'm a regular dude. Okay. This is my job. This is what I do. I do have access to a lot of knowledge and a lot of products because of what I do. But, you know, it kind of reminds me of that movie, The American Presidency with Michael Douglas and Annette Bening where she goes, they're getting ready to go to bed. She goes, oh my God, I'm with the most powerful man in the world. He goes, you do know that's kind of a, just a, a, a tagline, you know what I mean? And, and uh, you know, I kind of feel the same way that, you know, it's not about ego. It's not about, I have to have the biggest cock. I have to last the longest in the world. One of the things we talked about Gen Xers and all that kind of stuff. I'm glad I grew up when I did because I was reading a study that 70% of people now actually watch porn before they have sex because they're 13, 14, they have cell phones. And before they're sexually active, they literally have a curiosity. They watch porn. I am glad that I was able to have sex without ever having watched porn before, because if I was watching porn and I had this understanding that the average man had a nine and a half inch cock. It was the circumference of a beer can that he lasted 45 minutes. Then right before he ejaculated, he jumped off, ran across the room and shot his partner in the forehead from 40 feet away. <laughs> I would have said, I am so inadequate. I would have had so much anxiety. You know yeah. what I mean? I would have went, Oh my God, I don't measure up, you know, that kind of a thing. And I'm just, I think that there should almost be some kind of disclaimer on porn that if, Hey, if you're under 18, you haven't had sex, you're watching this. This is the this is like Michael Jordan playing basketball. You know, you're going to be a YMCA type of basketball player. Don't compare yourself against this. Yeah, I say it all the time. Comparison is the thief of joy. Teddy Roosevelt said that I do not compare myself to porn. That is a terrible fucking idea. You know, I never heard that. That's brilliant. Yeah. Comparison is the thief of joy. It's it's 100 percent true. If you think about it, every time you compare yourself to somebody else or what somebody's got, you just it, it just it just kicks your ass. You know, it's funny because. I'm broadcasting right now from my home, and this is my dream home. I built it from scratch, and I grew up on the lower economic side, and I've achieved more than I ever thought I could in my wildest dreams. But I live in a neighborhood where there are people that have houses five times bigger than mine. My house is 6,000 square feet. There are people in my neighborhood that have houses that are 30,000 square feet. 
And you know what it taught me? Just exactly what you said. I don't compare myself to anyone. I have more than I ever wanted. I am completely happy. I am never going to be in a situation where I go, oh my God, he has a house that big. I get my house is bigger than I need. Okay. I am so comfortable with it. I don't want anyone else's home. And that taught me that quit always trying to one up the neighbors. You know, first of all, I couldn't. <laughs> They're not, number one, I'm not, I, I don't want to have to clean that house. Number two, I can't afford that house, you know, <laughs> but you're right. And once you free yourself from that insecurity and they, oh, the ultimate, I have to compare, I have to compare, it frees you to enjoy your life. It frees you to live without anxiety, without, you know, apprehension. Absolutely. Listen, Jeff, I could talk to you all fucking day, man. I appreciate you so much being here. You know how we appreciate the relationship. Promessin is just an amazing partner for us. And I, we can't say enough good things about it. We tell everybody about it that'll listen anytime. No, they we appreciate that. And I can tell you this, that you guys have been wonderful for us. It's a great partnership. You have loyal listeners that truly believe that you're doing what's in their best interest. I can tell you from experience, you've done your homework. You know as much about our products as we do. And you never have ever recommended anything without trying it and believing in it. And that's what we want because we believe that the more knowledge, the more education people have, then our it's a greater chance for us to be successful. So believe me, the feelings are mutual, if not more on our side. This has been a great partnership. You've referred us to other podcasts that we certainly appreciate. And this will be a long lasting, mutually beneficial relationship. Well, thank you so much, Jeff. It's always great to talk to you. Thank you for uh, sharing your knowledge with us today. And we hope you have a great rest of your you day. You as well. Thanks, it's Jeff. always a pleasure. Thank you, guys. Again, we want to say a very big thank you to Jeff for joining us on this bonus episode for sharing his thoughts with us, his knowledge of the industry. I think that there's a lot of scary stuff out there when it comes to such sexual wellness products, but it's good to know that there are companies like Promescent out there who truly care and are putting out quality products that are safe for us to all be using. So if you want to check out their full line, you can head to promescent.com. That's P-R-O-M-E-S-C-E-N-T.com. And if you use our promo code, which is FPS 15 off, FPS 15 OFF, you are going to get 15% off of your order. So, so as mentioned, this was a sponsored interview, but we are so thankful that Jeff came on to talk with us again. We would have him on anytime because he's a badass and just has a lot of knowledge to share. Yeah, the truth is we genuinely like Jeff. He's just a great guy. Uh, certainly somebody we're going to meet at some point and have a cocktail with. He's a blast. And I am really thrilled that he is at the helm uh, of Promescent. Obviously, he's the man in charge and he is making some really amazing strides in how everyone looks at sexual wellness products, particularly from a woman's perspective. And when I say, and I did say it, I believe, the only product I take every day is Vitaflux. It is absolutely true. I do not take supplementation of any kind other than Vitaflux. It's amazing. Absolutely. So we hope you'll check out their products. We hope you loved this chat. And thank you so much for listening. Thanks, everybody.